You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The car feature. On the theme of driving, up next we're speaking to um, Nico Lagidze, who's the director at MEC Auto World here in Ravonia and Santon. And uh, we'll be looking at mechanical stuff to check on your car as uh, many head back from their holidays. And as some people are sort of catching uh, that late holiday, uh, you know, for people that were working during December and decided to take some leave now, uh, some people are actually taking their break now before uh, schools reopen. Uh, but then the key question is ultimate, and, and we know that we're sort of a road-faring nation, isn't it? Is that in as much as, yes, it's convenient to go down to Oartambo International or to Lanseria, hop on a flight, and then less than two hours later, you're either in Cape Town or Durban. Let's be quite frank, the vast majority of us still get behind our own wheels uh, or be, get behind our own steering wheels, get into our own four wheels and and drive down to the destination good afternoon to you nico and thanks for joining us man good afternoon for the older listeners great one man thanks yeah. so nico it's stock standard that people tend to before they embark on their journey to their destination to their holiday destination at least let's say the vast majority of people do that or should be doing that that oh. there are certain checks that they that they do on the vehicle they definitely they have to check the tires check that they simply lack the water oil it's a basics, okay? Mm. You know, check the, the uh, pressure of the, the uh, tires. Mm. This gives you the, like a minimum 10% of the economy of the fuel. Mm-hmm. And that's so basic. The, most of the accidents happens when the people doesn't look after the vehicles mm. and don't check the basics. To check the vehicle, they take them like two seconds, go around the vehicle, mm. make sure everything is right, and sit and drive. And just make sure every 100 kilometers just stop, have a five-minute rest, come out of the vehicle, and drive again. Oh double one double eight three oh seven oh two for those of you that want to give us a call and, and ask any specific questions around this conversation. Uh, we will take those. And then, of course, oh seven two seven oh two one seven oh two for your WhatsApp messages, whether it be, be a voice note, whether it be uh, a text message, I'll take those. And then hashtag 702 afternoons for those of you. Um, that are on Twitter as well as on Facebook. Nico, I want to come back to you on that issue because the one thing that I shockingly discovered um, many years ago, long story, had a, had a workshop for a short period in my life for about nine months. I owned a, a, a little um, workshop. And, and I grew up in a generation where my father did his own um, service, his own oil changes, you know, that type of thing, and, and basic repairs. Uh, I think that if I'm not mistaken, you know, apart from brakes and that type of thing. I think at some stage we even changed the uh, clutch and pressure plate on, on, on the Golfie or the Jetta that my father drove at that time. And now, obviously, we live in the, uh, in the era where you buy your vehicle with, and I'm sure you guys do the same, uh, a maintenance plan, right? So right. I never have to open the bonnet for service. I never have to open my, my own bonnet for any repair. In fact, nine out of ten times I have to go plug it into a machine to diagnose what the issue is with my vehicle. So what I'm getting at is a lot of people don't know those basic automotive mechanical stuff that we sort of grew up uh, on uh, as, as, as kids from the 80s. Man. I understand that. No, you know, normal like petrol station can check the oil for you, check the water for you. Right? Exactly. Used to the, uh, used, let the people use that services, okay? Lots of the workshop advertising free diagnostics, mm. free uh, holiday checkups. And like our company as well, we advertising that you know, people doesn't come to use the services. 
Mm, mm, and mm. we like surprising or why we're doing that one for free for the people or that's a safety basic safety mm, mm. and i understand lots of people that so electronical that vehicles now like most of the vehicles you cannot even change the brake pads without the diagnostic machine yeah yeah no take it to the somebody who it, lots of companies advertising free diagnostics that's actually quite stunning. So what you're saying is, in other words, I don't have to be born in 1982 for me to be able to know how to check the oil, how to check the water level, how to check the tire pressure and all of those other things. Yes. Ultimately, I can simply come to you if, you know, if, to, 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 your, to your workshops, many other workshops um, specific to the dealership, to the vehicle that I'm driving, and also other companies um, that do these types of checkups for you for free. For free of charge, yes. For free of charge and people doesn't use that services wow that's actually quite ridiculous but what i also want to get to then is look so i've driven down to cape town or to durban or to kruger park or somewhere in limpopo or wherever you know northwest sun city this that and the other the thing is so let's assume that the vast majority of people i think would do the check on their way to where they're going is there a need for me after driving those 1200 to 1400 kilometers back from Cape Town to have my vehicle checked again. Definitely, definitely. Every minimum 600 kilometers, you have to check your tires, you have to check your vehicle. Mm. Especially the water and oil. Mm. You have to, that's a basics, all right? Most accidents happen when the the tire pressure is low, your braking system doesn't work properly because of that. You go out of the road and you cause the accident and or you hurt yourself or you hurt somebody else. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, that for me is, is important. I see that there's a, a WhatsApp, that, uh, WhatsApp that came through. It says, hi, I'm a listener, Bongani Fuzile in East London. Uh, please, a lot of East London listeners today, interestingly enough. Please, can you help with uh, these few questions? We have potholes all over our country now, worse in rural municipalities. Does the tire and rim mag insurance help also? another? Que- uh, so, so let's start with that. I hit a pothole. I stuff up my, my tire, I stuff up my rim, I bend it slightly, or I completely damage the thing. You have to replace it. Mm. And my best advice it is with the, these roads, don't buy the, the uh, low-profile tires. Hey. You know, most of the new vehicles coming with the low-profile tires, any small pothole, you damage your tire, you damage your rim, mm. and that's simply you're going to throw it away. You know, like old tires being much more higher profiles, they mm. can't take the, the uh, potholes and much reliable to drive in this day well the thing about it is i mean you're saying that a lot of the new vehicles and it's true a lot of the new vehicles are coming with those thin thin Thin. profiles but then on top of it then i'll go buy a second hand 1980s hatchback Uh, you know which one i'm talking about and i'll go buy these huge rims and these tiny little tires that literally look like a sheet of paper over those rims and i see how some of the guys have to navigate the roads and uh, something as simple as a speed hump. I mean, at times, as 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 cool as it looks, it's not very practical, is That's it? That's definitely not practical, right? Mm. And for your safety road, most of the people when they're driving, like even if you drive six kilometer an hour and you hit a pothole, if the tire explodes, there's a big chance that you have the accident. Mm. Mm. To look the car cool, call it that way, better their safety than look car cool. and then we'll move on to it but i mean uh, the the insurance i mean is there does that insurance assist because i know that um Uh, a lot of the tire guys i mean i should change about the insurance okay Uh. 
I'm not going to comment about it, all right, Lord, it's lots of scams that's outside, okay, they give you some kind of insurance, you know, end of the day, they don't help you with nothing. And the difficulty, I guess, even with the, with the companies that are, and I guess it applies to any type of insurance or any contract that you sign up, you need to read the T's and C's very carefully. Very carefully. So even if I go to uh, a reputable tire place, which happened to me, went to a reputable tire place, uh, changed all four tires, um, obviously you pay a fortune for it, and then on top of it, you basically buy a fifth tire with the insurance. Correct. Um, because then you told it, listen, if anything happens within X amount of time, you can come back and we'll replace happily, et cetera, et cetera. But the point is, is that A, I might end up not using it, but it's also the vehicle that I have. But B, uh, the second issue is also if I'm not looking at those T's and C's very closely, I could find myself, um, in issues. Um, I'm seeing here also there's a second question. Remember, also another question I have, does the load shedding in your country affect the sale of EV vehicles? Um, I guess those are electrical vehicles, vehicles isn't it? Yes. Yeah. That's going to affect, no, not now. That's in South Africa, we don't have really lots of electrical vehicles. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, lots of European countries, they promote uh, vehicles, okay, like we don't have the carbon tax. Mm. If you have the electrical vehicle in Europe, you don't pay carbon tax. Yeah. In South Africa, we don't have that taxes yet, and that's why most probably people doesn't buy the electrical vehicles. Soon as that people start paying for carbon tax, yes, after that, okay. most probably we're gonna have elect- lots of electrical vehicles. Yeah, and I guess also with load shedding, I don't know where the heck people are gonna be charging their cars. Let's go to Kobisa in uh, Krugersdorp. Kobisa, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Great, great. I hope you're good as well. Yes, I'm good. Thank you. Okay, my question, uh, I have a, a BMW 1 Series. So I have a problem. It has a coolant problem. Like every second day or third day, I have to top up with a coolant. And sometimes it just overheats out of the blue, you know. As mm. a result, I'm, I'm even scared to, to drive long distance with it without knowing what the problem is. Because... I've noticed that in a week I, I, I buy cooling about two times and I don't think it's supposed to be like that. So what could be the problem? Right, definitely not like that, Nico. Uh, most of the time when the vehicle overheats, that's the or the water leak. Mm. Mostly like water leak or you check the thermostat, water pump, go the basics, all right. Mm. Take it. They, how often that overheats after how many kilometers, if I ask the question? Kobisa, do you know how often it overheats? Um, it overheats like maybe twice, uh, twice a week because I would recall that half man, on a Monday I did put a top up with the coolant and then now it's, on a, it's a Wednesday and then now it tells me that I need to top up the coolant. And then sometimes I would have to drive maybe uh, five kilometers to, to, to the garage. By the time I get there, my car is overheating. Okay, I mean, that's that's quite short distances that you're talking about there. Yeah. Uh, have you taken it to a workshop just to check if there's a water leakage? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. I think that would be step one. Um, okay. You know, from, from my own, and, and Nico, you'll tell me if I'm wrong here, from my very basic rudimentary experience, first mm-hmm. and foremost, if you are changing, or not changing, but if you have to add coolant every second day, um, I, I can guarantee you, you have a leak somewhere. Your your cooling okay. system is quite long. Uh, there's rubber mm-hmm. piping, there's plastic piping, there's all kinds of stuff, let alone your okay. radiator itself. Um, yeah. So anywhere along the way, there could be a serious leak and you're losing water. That I can guarantee you. All right. Okay. 
Okay. Take it in. Thank All the best. Thank you Kurisa. so much. All right. Thank you. Great, All thanks. right. Bye. And what a lot of people don't know is that uh, that overheating can actually lead to, to serious problems. Definitely. Like, uh, when the vehicle overheats, mm. you can damage the engine. You can damage the day, and after that, the engine can cost you lots of money. Oh, tell me. I've, I've experienced it. You know, that's that. a very old say. The oil is cheap. Ex- engine is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> very true. <laughs> to simply do that, your service, like, regularly, cost you not much. Mm. Then changing the engine after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe me. Uh, I once blew a top because of an overheating engine and believe me that there's it's a headache no we see that lots of people coming people doesn't maintain the vehicles like mm. eighty thousand kilometers like people buying brand new vehicles mm. and doesn't believe in maintaining the vehicles mm. they're thinking the oil gonna last them lifetime mm. and, and oil it's extremely cheap compared to other <laughs> repairs and Thousands of thousands of rates. No, you cry. You cry. <laughs> Let's quickly go to Bob in Constantia Kluwer. Bob, good afternoon. Afternoon. Um, man, I'm driving a 2013 Audi A4 TFSI. Uh, my, my challenge is I've been told that my, I need to refurbish the table and get the, the camshaft, the intake and the, and the exhaust. Is that a good idea or should I get rid of the car? Did you get I, that? Yeah, I get that. I uh, cannot comment about the Audi camshafts and everything. Sometimes, yes, they're giving the, the trouble wear and tear, all right. Mm. They have that issue. No, I don't think so. Everything can go same time. Your turbos and your camshafts and everything. My advice, get the second opinion. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, all the best, man. Uh, and, and that's the thing. You know, the other thing that stood out for me, and it's also sort of related to what Bob had said, because a camshaft is not the type of thing that you can eyeball. The camshaft yes. sits in the engine. You can't see and uh, you can't look, look at, at it a, straight away unless you open up the engine, right? But simultaneously also, we were talking about, you know, the belts. Um, and, and the fan belt is obviously the obvious thing. And all too often people will look at the fan belt. Uh, there's a bit of wear and tear on it. There's some cracks on it. And then you know that you need to replace it. That's how I knew I needed to replace mine recently. But the issue, though, that a lot of people forget about is that thing that we call uh, a cam belt that you don't or cam chain. Cam the people, chain. Uh, you know, some cars have cam chains, others have, have, have cam a cam belt. And uh, let's be quite frank. Uh, that's something that you don't see, number one. Number two, 110,000 kilometers to 150,000 kilometers, it's not always easy to remember when to change it. Not only that, I don't think so any vehicle manufacturer give you guarantee on 150,000 kilometers, okay? Mm. Mostly tell you from 90 to 110. Ah. And like I said earlier, you know what, that's like, yes, that's a debt. You cannot see it. No, you have to make a note. And most of the like people... Uh, most of the manufacturers, when this comes out of the warranty, last service, they're going to do it for you. Ah, okay. And like people driving Joburg, that's like 20,000 kilometers a year. That means every five years. And I advise every four years, just take them and let them to replace it, okay? So that's really not expensive. Mm. And 
just do it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it is. Because if you also don't do it, if that thing snaps... That snaps, uh, it's your engine as well gone, all right. Yeah, that's, that's a headache. It's not the type of thing where the belt snapped and we'll just replace the belt. There's no. a whole bunch of stuff that needs to be fixed there. Look, I mean, uh, getting back to that, um, you know, and, and let's be honest, a lot of people, unfortunately, also deal with unscrupulous people. I'm not saying that that's... I'm not suggesting that that's the instance here with the Audi A4. Mm. Uh, but I mean, if someone tells me, listen, the camshaft is gone and he hasn't even bothered unscrewing anything. My, I mean, really? my best advice when you walk in a workshop, mm. if the workshop is dirty, walk out immediately. Uh-huh. If the owner doesn't care about his business, he's not going to care about your car. Mm. Mm. Just simply walk out and find somebody else who have the clean workshop. Staff is clean. Everything is clean. That means the people who work on the vehicles, they care what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Good point. Uh, we have a voice note that came through um, with a quick Let's question. Um, hi, guys. Um, I've known every time I drive a car that I only change oil at the next service. When I'm at the garage and the check oil is usually just a formality because the oil never runs out. But my current car... Every time I go to a garage, well, every other month or whatever, when they check, the oil level is half or they need to top up all the time. So would you guys know where where does my oil go and is that a problem or what? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. It's a very good question. Um, I mean, oil the just... Oil cannot disappear or <laughs> <laughs> cannot disappear. Or it's leaking or the, your engine burning the oil somewhere. Mm. If the vehicle smoking... Do you know that something inside the engine burning the oil? Mm. Or just look at your pavement. If your pavement is dirty, you know that's leaking. Mm. Mm. Amen to that. Um, that's, so let's quickly go through sort of the list of, uh, just, just sort of a quick tick box list, right? Uh, another, um, I see that there's another voice note, but I just want you to quickly go through sort of a tick box list of things that people need to note and know. Uh, in terms of the check, if, if I'm doing it myself, if I'm deciding that, listen, I'm going to leave tomorrow morning or, the, you know, this evening, um, these are the things that I need to check for. What are those? Number one, check oil and water. That's number one. Check your tire pressures. Every six months, you have to take a vehicle to the wheel alignment. Check your brakes regularly. Even if you have to don't check that they're just on when the service to the service. Just pop into the any mechanic, any workshop, and ask them to just go around the vehicle, just check it for you, all right? Most of the workshops are not even going to charge you for that. And just drive very carefully. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> <laughs> and don't drive like six, 700 kilometers one go. Yeah. Just stop regularly. Have a rest. And if anything goes wrong with your vehicle and you know that it doesn't been before mm. just come out of the vehicle check it if it's not comfortable don't take a chance call the towing company most of the if you have the insurance insurance do that for free of charge the towing if you have some of the bank credit cards they do towing for you for free and and that's an important your vehicle and that's an important tip because let's be honest you hit the road and all too often you see someone on the side of the road yeah, even in at times with a brand spanking new vehicle, bonnet wide open, not under the safest they of conditions. They don't know who to call. Yeah, they do, most of the people doesn't know that all the insurance companies provide the free service towing services. Mm. Like some of the banks with the credit cards provide the free towing services. 
I mean, that for me is, is important as well. Um, what happens in the event that, yeah, I'm stuck on the side of the road and uh, do I go and try to mechanic it myself? Do I open up that bonnet and try to check here and pull there, unscrew here, whatever? Or do if I just underst- call? If you understand basics, mm. yes, just do it. This can be this simple like a basic, all right. Maybe you have to add a little bit of water or something. No, even any vehicle, when you're adding the water, there's something wrong already. Mm, mm, mm. You don't have to add the water on the vehicle. And just maybe the tire is simply flat. Most people just driving in the highway, I've seen it quite a bit lost and doesn't even know tire is flat. Mm. And for goodness sake, learn how to change a tire at the very minimum. I yeah. think it's very important as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, under safe circumstances, I think there's a lot that one needs to take into account. But what you're basically saying is to prevent that breakdown is check the vehicle. Check the vehicle. That's and like go through that list. Before you get your driver license, if you read that book, the older book going to tell you, right, check the vehicle before you start driving. And very few of us actually do that. I, we have less than two minutes left. I see that we have one more voice note. Um, let's just yeah, listen in on that voice note and we'll take it from there. Hi, this is MVP. I just want to quickly find out something. I bought a car that had 18-inch tires. I've changed them to 20-inch. Now, on the side of the door, it gives the pressure that you must actually pump into that 18-inch. How do I calculate the actual pressure on the 20-inch since they were not, uh, they are not standard tires for the car I bought? Okay, the pressure, it's a pressure, okay? That's a 20-inch or an 18-inch, the pressure is supposed to be the same. Ah. Okay, now, uh, number two, depends on the, the vehicle manufacturer or some of the vehicle manufacturers in the rims, they have the sensors for tire pressure. Mm, okay. Now, if you change the rims, some of the vehicles go through, through the, the error message, the tire pressure always low or... There's a, ah, good point, yeah. That's a, the different rims on the vehicle. Mm, mm. And... Some of the manufacturers, you have to physically change on your vehicle or teach them or that's that rims. Mm, that's mm. a 20 inch rims and that's the size of the detail. Aha. Especially with the Audis and BMWs, you have to, have to, have to. Well, yeah, hey, listen, we, we discussed that already, you know, uh, the, the cool rims that you put on the car. <laughs> I don't recommend. You know what? That's looking nice. Yes, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, look, I mean, uh, one thing that I've learned about, uh, be, I've become an old fuddy daddy. Keep the car standard as it is, man. Don't do anything in addition. Don't go buy the bigger turbo. Don't go add the whatever else in the, in the rims. I mean, obviously it's a, you know, it's up to people and the choices that they make, but I've, I've, I've learned that over the years, rather keep the car stock standard as you possibly can, because otherwise you could run into a whole bunch of problems. Nico, listen, mate, I looked up at the time. It's, it's, as they always say, when you're having a great time, uh, you run out thank of time you. very quickly. Thank you so much for coming in and, and talking thank to you, us about this. All, all the best to you. Looking up at the time, it's three o'clock. Time for me to say cheers. Looking forward to chatting to you tomorrow.